you the rose of Sharon. God, you Jehovah Jireh, you our provider. You Jehovah Nisi, you our banner. You Jehovah Rapha, you our healer. You Jehovah, you are the self-existing God. And God, we just love on you. We honor you. We glorify you. We magnify you. You Jehovah Shema. God, you're there. You're here. You're omnipresent. You're omniscient, God. You're omnipotent. You're all-knowing. You're everywhere, God. You're all-powerful. There is no other God like you. So we lift you up in this place, God. We magnify you. You the good shepherd, God. We honor you in this place. In the name of Jesus, you Jehovah test canoe, God, you are righteousness, God. You are Jehovah Shalom. You are our peace in this place on today, God. We just honor you in this place. And all glory and honor and praise go to you on this morning. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, God, I know that you're here to do a work amongst your people. God, these are your people, Father God. And I thank you, Father God, in spite of us, God. You have already done everything that needs to be done through your son, Jesus Christ. So, God, on this morning, we accept what's already done. God, I'm not looking for something to get done. I just thank you, God, that it's already done. Healing is already done. God, I thank you that miracles are already done. I thank you that healings are already done. I thank you, God, that joy is here. Peace is here. God, I thank you that salvation is here. On today, we have the total package in this place. And God, we just reach up and we receive what you have already done. And we honor you today. Now, Holy Spirit, I thank you for being here. I thank you that you're hoovering over this place. You're waiting for the word of life because you are a quickening spirit. You're ready to bring life to all those dead situations in this place. So Holy Spirit, I give you permission to do what you need to do in this place as the word of God go forth. For it's not about me. For I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of me. So, Father, I thank you for suddenlies in this place today. I thank you for moving by your spirit, God. I thank you, God, that your presence is here right now, God. And we thank you, God, for being here in Jesus' name. We honor you. We glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. I want you to ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, what are you waiting on? Say, whatever you're waiting on, you already got it. Say, the wait is over. Say, the wait is over. Say, the wait is over. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God is just so awesome. He's so good. Y'all, we should get happy about him. We should have joy that's bubbling forth, that's coming out of all of us. Because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. So we should not be lacking any joy. Because when you begin to glorify him, the joy of the Lord becomes your strength. 
it's no longer about you. It's all about him. Amen. So we have to remember who it's about. It's not about us. It's all about him. So open your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians 5. And let's hear what the spirit of the living God has to say unto his people on today. 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. And I'm going to begin at verse 20. And I'm going to end at verse 20. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20. Father, we thank you for your word. We honor you for your word. God, we reverence your word on today, God, because your word brings life and we receive life from your word. We thank you that our hearts are open and receptive to receive your word on today. The word of God now reads, now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead to to be ye reconciled to God. I'm going to read it again. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. You may be seated. I want to talk about, bring back in the house again, ambassadors for Christ. Ambassadors for Christ. I believe that um, God has a word for his people because sometimes we get off the path that God has us on and the reason why we get off the path is because we forget at times who we are and who we represent an ambassador is one sent by God with a message with authority they're one that um, represents him represents Christ so all of us that are born again are ambassadors for Christ and I want you to understand that we are ambassadors for Christ an ambassador is one sent from God with the message with authority they are representatives of God so when we go out we supposed to represent him and represent him well you have to see yourself as ambassadors for Christ now that we are born again, born from above and not born from this earth, then we have to understand this, that our home is not this earth. If we've come to know that we are not from here, then we can quit living like we're from here. We're living like the earth owes us something. We have to understand who we are and whom we belong to. This is why Jesus, when in John 18, he began to say, my kingdom is not of this world. It's not of this earth. Jesus knew he came down from heaven to represent his father, and Jesus represented him well. And the only thing Jesus spoke was what God would have for him to speak so what we got to understand we're not representing ourselves and I have to just stop right there and let you think for a minute because anytime we do something we want to be seen heard and attached to and no matter what we do whether it's um waiting tables whether it's washing a car come on people want to be seen washing a car People want to be seen no matter what they do, singing, ushering, no matter what they do. If they got to walk the flow, they saying, hear me, see me, be attached to me. They always got that parenthetical vision trying to see who's looking at me. I'm come to tell you this morning, it is not about you. It's all about him. So when we get that deep down on the inside of us, we wouldn't be worrying about how people perceive us because we know who we represent. We're not representing. 
representing people. We're representing God. So it don't matter what people say. It don't matter how people come at you. When you know who you represent, come on, that stuff don't even bother you no more. If you are bothered this morning, you don't know who you are. If you're bothered by something somebody said, if you're bothered by something somebody did, then you lost connection with where you're from. See, when Jesus walked the earth, he didn't worry about how people perceived him. He knew who he was from the inside out, not from the outside in. You got to know yourself from the inside out, not the outside in. This is why when Jesus went up on the cross, he said, not my will. Before he went, he said, let this cup pass from me. He said, Father, but not my will. Let thy will be done because Jesus was doing the will of his father because that's whom he represent. And I'm going to ask this body of Christ, who you with? Come on, look at your neighbor, say who you with? And I ain't talking about husband or wife. I ain't talking about boyfriend or girlfriend. I ain't even talking about your children, your animals. I want to know who you with, who you belong to, because that counts. And if you don't know who you with, you'll go, from, go to anything or anybody. You accept anything. I am so tired of the church accepting anything because you don't know who you are. We always make excuses for what we do. But when you know who you are, there ain't no excuse in that. It's time for the church to grow up and be whom God has called them to be. We're supposed to be living like ambassadors in the kingdom because we represent the kingdom of God and God takes care of his citizens. And the thing is, when Jesus walked the earth, Jesus didn't come looking for nothing because he knew who he was. He knew what he had. It was outside of what the people wanted because he knew that if his father wanted something for him, God would touch their hearts to give what he wanted to be given. Y'all, if everything was given to us, we wouldn't trust God. We wouldn't call on God. Come on, let's be for real. Some of you right now thinking, I got money in the bank. I got a good husband. I got a good wife. I got a good job. Oh, I'm, I'm slim and trim. I done had my physical. Everything is functioning the way it needs to function. I'm living a good life. I got news for you. Your life ain't dependent on that because your life should depend on him because something always happened in life that can be unexpected that you weren't looking for. But when you look to the hills from which cometh your help, you should know that whatever comes, God already fixed it. He already worked it out. He already had a plan for it. Why? Because you're from the kingdom and God don't send you here with nothing. So Jesus knew when he come down, the Bible said that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. I want to ask you, what's dwelling among you? Is it the word or is it flesh? Because flesh always look at self. Flesh always look at what flesh want. But when you're walking in the spirit, you ain't entertaining. Did you hear what I'm saying? You ain't entertaining the flesh. God was telling me as I was meditating, he said, there is feeling, there is fact, and there is faith. He said, feeling feels. 
And when feeling feel, no one, there is feeling when you going through, guess what? Fact knows this is what I'm feeling. But when you walking by faith, you ain't going on feeling a fact. You going on what the word says. So God said you got to get over feeling and you got to get over fact. Normally, if it is a fact, that ain't the truth. That ain't what God's word say. You don't deny the fact. But you give fact truth and your feelings begin to change. But your feelings is not going to change until you have a renewing of your mind. And the problem in the body of Christ today, you think just because you're born again, your mind don't need to be renewed. That's the part of you that didn't get saved. That's the part of you that still tore up. Coming to church is not going to heal you. Coming to church ain't going to deliver you. Paying your tithes ain't going to get you something. Everything you doing is self-righteous, and that don't get you nothing from God because he already gave you everything. When you realize what he has given you, you will stop doing what you're doing to get something you already got. That's why we have to be raised up in the things of God. We want to move too quick in positions. Because we want to be seen, heard, and attached to. Then when you get in the position, you don't know how to act except in the flesh. You want to work up people's flesh. But when you know who you are, you let the spirit work through you. It's the inside out, not the outside in. Hold that, Selah. So we see that Jesus, he knew the will of his father. Jesus was a representative. The first thing that you got to understand is when you get born again, you don't belong to you. You don't belong to nobody but him. Y'all, this is where we need to stay until people really get transformed in their mind. You don't belong to you no more. He is your master. He is your savior. That's why I said he is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. This is why you got to understand that God is the one that gives you what he wants you to do. And you're supposed to carry it out the way he wanted it carried out. Not outside of his will. Not outside of his word. But it has to be just like he said. Whatever is written is written. It cannot be changed. So when Jesus came to the earth, Jesus was only doing the will of his father. Jesus said, whatever my father tell me to do, he said, that's what I do. So Jesus was never getting out the will of the father. You cannot show me no way in the word that Jesus was getting out of the will of the father. So the first thing you got to understand to be an ambassador, to be a representative, and I'll give you an example. I'm going to use McDonald's is coming to me for a reason. When people work at McDonald's, they represent McDonald's. They don't represent themselves. So whatever McDonald's tell them to do, that's what they do. If McDonald's said, I don't want you to give them no more than two napkins in that bag, that's what they're going to do. So you open your bag and you say, now with this Big Mac, what am I going to do with two napkins? I, I wipe my mouth and the two napkins gone. But they're carrying out what they told them to do. Now, some of them at McDonald's, they'll, they'll just cram a whole handful of napkins. So then at the end of the day, when it's time for inventory, the one that's over everything saying, wait a minute. I know how many napkins I order. I know what I estimated. estimated so something is wrong here. 
Why are we out of napkins before it's time to reorder those napkins? It's telling me that you're doing something outside of what we told you to do. So we're giving you a warning. If we say two napkins, that's all you give is two. And if they ask for more sauce, it's an extra 25 cents. If I see that my sauce is getting low and you are not giving what I tell you to give, I'm going to take it out of your check. That's when a light come on and you say, yes, sir. Only thing they got to mention is check. So we represent McDonald's so well. That when McDonald's speak, we listen. And guess what the funny part is? McDonald ain't even here. They probably ain't even seen McDonald. McDonald is something that they made up through a man, and he ain't even around, but they're honoring and respecting McDonald. Y'all, my spirit is so grieved because we got Christians respecting Ching Chong, McDonald's, Buddha, more than they respecting the house of God. We got people bowing down to McDonald's, bowing down to different restaurants, the different clothing stores. But when it comes to God, we act like, speak, Lord. Act like we can't hear him. But people that are in the world, they represent whomever they're working for, and they do it so well. I have walked into places, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know who was the manager And who was the one that was waiting on the tables? Because they waited so well. And they was like in a management position. And we as um, King's kids, we act like, thank you, Brother Gray. Brother Gray said kids. But we don't act like we're from another kingdom. We're supposed to represent him better than we represent the company we're working for. Because if we represent him well, God's glory is going to manifest through the company and they're going to know that it's coming from you and it's not coming from the company because they're going to say the day that you come in on this company. I noticed that my numbers start shooting up. That's because you can come in and say it's no good that I have done. But I'm here to please God and not man. And as long as I please God and the kingdom that I'm from, you are going to flourish because the king of kings and the Lord of lords is in your business. So that's what we have to understand. I remember when I was working at the hospital and they were giving me different jobs to do. And the jobs that they were giving me to do, y'all, I would put on my teaching tapes. I was listening to music and I would give people back their refunds. And I got so bored with it because I was shipping them things out of there, turning them over to Jennifer. And as I was turning them over, the money wasn't there to pay them, but they were there. Stacks of money going back to people. So they were wondering, okay, how are you getting all this done? And this is the funny part. I'm processing refunds, getting all the refunds done. Then I'm helping the ones in the office get done what they supposed to do. And then I'm at my desk sleep. And the manager come over. He said, Amanda. I said, yeah. I said, listen here. I ain't got nothing to do. You might as well just send me home. So guess what? A girl asked for uh, four days, and we worked five. He wouldn't give them to her. So I said, how about giving me Friday off? Check this, y'all. Had no time left to take time off. But God gave me favor. 
and he gave me Fridays off. But everything I did, I done it unto the Lord and not unto man. So when I got ready to leave the hospital, they were offering me jobs. Pick what you want. We'll give you what you want. What am I saying? I was representing the kingdom, and I'm going to give you a nugget. If you're saved, I'm saying if, because some of you don't even know you're saved. If you're born again and you're serving the king of kings and the Lord of lords, you have to understand when you go on a job, it ain't about you. It's about him. You're bringing him on that job. So ain't it about you getting upset, getting mad and trying to present yourself. It's about you presenting him to them. It's about you manifesting his glory. The glory that's already in you supposed to manifest in the place that you're in. Y'all, we have it mixed up. Whatever our hands find to do, we do it unto the Lord, not unto that company. So when you look at yourself doing it unto the Lord, you're going to get more done than anybody else. You're going to be more productive because you are not trying to shine. You're just doing what God instructed you to do through his word. That tells me where people are. Because if you're on a job murmuring and complaining and always talking back and always disrespectful, that tells me you ain't in the word. Because if you're in the word, you're going to humble yourself. And as you humble yourself, you're humbling yourself before God. And man, men and women going to know whom you serve. It's always somebody's fault, isn't it? Except us. So we have to look at what Jesus done to be a representative of God. And look, I'm going to say this. Don't be trying to play like you're a representative. Come on, playtime is over. Some people try to play the part. No, don't play it, live it. And the only way you can live the part is being in the word of God and the word of God getting in you. And see, this is what I have learned. I don't have to play no part with people. This is who I am. This is who I chose to be. This is the new life that I have accepted in Christ. And once I go look in the mirror, the spiritual mirror, which is the word of God, I don't have to play a part. I can live the part. It's normal for me. Some people are, live, are playing a part, but you can't live it because you ain't in the word and you get mad at a drop of a hat. Come on, somebody. Get offended at a drop of a hat. Somebody say something to you and you're ready to fight. That's not representing the kingdom. We're ambassadors. We're representatives of him and we're supposed to represent him so well. That's what Jesus did. So the first thing you got to know is once you get born again, you're a representative of God. You're an ambassador of God. And guess what? You're out to deliver his message. This is what I have learned, y'all. There's 66 books in the Bible. And as you read your word and you begin to not only read, you search, you study, You meditate. When you begin to stand before the people, wherever you've been is what's going to come out of you. That's how you're going to begin to answer by where you've been. If you ain't been in the word, ain't no point of you answering nobody because there's not going to be any life coming through you. Because people can read the word, but until the word get in them, 
I mean, the word got to be rooted in you. Once the word is rooted and grounded in you, you have a new language. You have a new mindset. You have the mind of Christ. You don't do things the way you used to do. You don't talk the way you used to talk. You don't go where you used to go. You, your life has totally changed. Now, if you're like a windshield wiper trying to decide, do I do this or do I don't, you ain't been in there long enough. Because it's already been decided the day you accepted Jesus. The day you accepted Jesus, you're saying, that's not who I am no more. This is who I am now that I'm in Christ. So you got to know You got to say, God, not my will, but let your will be done. And how are you going to know his will if you're not in the word? How are you going to know his will if you're not in the word? How do I know people know his will? Because they turn into the word. They're not turning to anything else but the word of God. They're searching. And even sometimes when you don't know his will, when your heart is turned towards him, you go find his will. And you don't wait to the last minute to find his will. You don't wait to find his will when you're sick. You find his will before you get sick. So when sickness try to land upon your body, you let sickness know, no, 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 no. You cannot stop here. Because by his stripes, I was already healed. I'm from the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, there is no sickness. There's nothing but life. And when we know these things, y'all, we will use what we know. But there is confusion in the body of Christ. What kind of confusion is it? One person is telling you, by Jesus Christ, you heal. The next person is telling you, that's true. By Jesus Christ, you heal. But you better get something, girl. That's double-minded. That's being unstable in all your ways. Either you're going to follow the kingdom or you're not going to follow. Y'all, we have time wasters in the body of Christ. We have people leaving too early in the body of Christ. And we're saying, oh, it's their time. It's their time. Come on, y'all. Quit making excuses. You're not God. Oh, it was their time. They lived their life to the fullest. No, they didn't. No. So we have to know what God's will is as his representative. You cannot represent him outside of his will. So why do you want to represent him and you're not in the word? To be seen, heard, and attached to. Just to let people know what you think you know. Then when times get hard, who you with now? So we have to know his will to be kingdom citizens. And I just love how Jesus presented himself to people. Everything that they asked him, he would always say, my father. My father, I do what my father do. I say what my father say. I only do what I see my father do. So that tells you that Jesus spent time with whom? With the father. So understand to be his representative, y'all, you have to be trained kingdom. You have to be trained according to the kingdom. I have learned in the body of Christ, people don't want to take time to be trained in the things of God, but they'll take time on their job to be trained as long as they want you to be trained. You spend hour after hour to be trained. Why? Because when money talks, we listen. 
We bear, we press our way through because we know that this is a job. I need the money to pay my bills. So regardless if I like it or not, this is what I'm going to do. But when it comes to the word of God, we're either too tired, we're either too sleepy, or we just don't want to get in it. But we want everybody to pray for us, to lift us up, to tell us what to do. This is what I tell people that's been saved for a long time. What did the word say? Did you spend time with God to know what God said? See, people want a quick fix. They want you to be home praying while they're home sleeping. They want you to send up a prayer for them while they're just doing what they normally do. I don't understand the word. He has given you the Holy Spirit to help you to understand the word. There's no excuse. So in order to be an ambassador... For God, you have to get into the word of God to know the message of God. And this is what Paul was talking about. He was saying, we are an ambassador of Christ. And he said, we're speaking on the behalf of God. God has sent us with a message and the message was the message of reconciliation. So we, as the people of God, supposed to be going out, representing him, representing the kingdom, telling them what the kingdom is all about and what Jesus done for us. The message is a message that comes from Jesus Christ. He preached kingdom. He told them about the kingdom. So we are ambassadors of Christ, but you got to know the word of God in order to carry the word. You cannot carry something you don't know. I know some people that sell insurance. They don't just knock on the door and tell people to buy a policy. They got to be trained for several weeks knowing about the company inside out to sell you that policy. Is that not right? Because people have questions about, you know, what is the deductible? Um, Is there another deductible? What about car insurance? Y'all know car insurance, house insurance? You got to go through all that stuff to find out, well, what is the cheapest deductible that I can get? Y'all know that's what we say. What is the cheapest deductible? But sometimes the cheapest deductible is not the best one. Because when things happen in your house, you don't get what you need. Amen? So, but with God, he has given us benefits for everything that we need, y'all. So knowing his will, and another thing that I love about being an ambassador, guess what he said, though? It's not about me. That's what, that's what Paul said. I've been crucified with Christ. So you got to understand it's not about you. So you got to get rid of you. This is why when Jesus had followers, this right here is an update. Y'all know how you get the updates across the the television. It's giving you an update. You know why they give you updates? Because it's a storm brewing. And God is preparing you for the storm that's yet to come. And see, when you don't take heed with the messages that God is bringing in the house, you don't wait to the last minute to get prepared for a storm, do you? You want to be prepared before the storm comes. So I see update going across the screen. He's updating you. He's reminding you of things that you already have. He may add some to it, but he's reminding you. So we have to let go of self. When Jesus' followers was following him, they were being trained by him. Because Jesus' mind was kingdom-minded. So this is what Jesus was telling them in Matthew 16. He said that in order for you to be my disciple, let's start right there. In order for you to be my disciple and in order for you not to only be my disciple and to follow me, you got to deny yourself. 
Jesus didn't say he had to do it. He said, you got to deny yourself. Denying yourself is to forget about you. Lose interest in you. Oh, man, that hurts, doesn't it? Y'all, how can we forget about us? How can we lose interest in us? He said, this is the only way you can follow me. It ain't about your interest no more. It ain't about you no more. It's all about me. He said, that's the only way you can be my disciples. How many disciples do you think he would lose? Because nobody want to deny themselves. Nobody want to really give up themselves. Because some people say, I still got living to do. I can't give up my life. You don't have a life outside of Christ. Because in this world, it's full of darkness. It's full of sin. You're in the world, but you're not of the world no more. So when you chose to be translated over to the kingdom of light and coming out of the kingdom of darkness, you belong to God now. So at that point, before you said, I do, once you heard the gospel, you should have been ready to give you up before you said, I do. When a couple get married, when they come together to get married, that's why you need to be counseled in the things of God. Anytime you are counseled in the things of God, you're on the right track. But if you're standing before a preacher and you're sitting there saying, should I? Shouldn't I? Am I making a mistake? Or is this the worst day of my life? Or you wake up and say, Lord, what have I done? Now you're calling him Lord. But this is what I'm saying. You're committing yourself to that man. That man is committing himself to you. Meaning that you don't belong to daddy or mama no more. He don't belong to daddy or mama no more. He don't belong to family no more. That wife is first and foremost in his life. That husband is first and foremost in her life. That means it ain't about family no more. Some of y'all so stuck on family, you forget who you're married to. Because I got to ask some, well, uh, let me go ask my daddy before I wash them dishes. Well, let me go ask my daddy before I pay that bill. Well, let me see what my mama have to say before I do this. That tells you that you're immature. That tells you that you're married, but you haven't left home yet. So this is why when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it is no more about you. It's all about him. Because in him you live, in him you move, in him you have your being. Nobody should see you, they should see him. And some people say, Apostle Amanda, how is that possible? Look, this is me. No, that's your body. That's your shell. You're supposed to let people see inside out, not outside in. You may look the same. But when the glory of the Lord shine upon you, they know that there has been a change. So this is what I'm saying. You got to deny yourself. And then the Bible says in the Luke, Luke chapter nine, it says that once you deny yourself, you take up your deny yourself daily. Y'all get it daily, not just Sunday, not just Tuesday. Not just when you choose to deny yourself. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm going to drink a Coke on Monday. I won't show back up this Saturday. And I'm denying myself. That's good. But when you totally let the Coke alone. And Coke ain't no more in your life. That's when you totally have denied. So things that you're going through in your life. When you're putting yourself above God. You haven't totally denied yourself. 
because now you're his temple. He lives on the inside of you. Your hands don't belong to you no more. Your eyes don't belong to you no more. Your mouth, none of you belong to you no more. That, your members belong to God. Whatever he tell your hands to do, he said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Y'all, if we represent him well, we won't be walking past sick folks. We'll be doing what he told us to do because we are ambassadors. We are representatives of him. But some of us are too cute to touch anybody because we look at him and say, I ain't touching that. But you represent him. So it ain't up to you what you touch or what you don't touch. Because if I told you over half of the people that you touched, when you followed me, you probably fall out. That's why God probably don't share everything with some people. Because they wouldn't want to do what they do no more. But you got to be a representative of him. And you got to deny yourself. When you give up yourself, I'm telling you, y'all, God is ready to use every individual in this place that have accepted him as king of kings, lord of lords, that have turned their life over to him, saying, my life is not my own. My life belongs to you. We don't want to give up some things, but we'll give up. You know, we pick and choose what we want to give up. It ain't no pick and choose in the kingdom of God. Either you're going to serve him or you're not going to serve him. Either you're going to do what he's telling you to do or you're not going to do Don't do it half-heartedly, y'all. We are kingdom citizens. Everything you do, you're supposed to do it unto the glory of God. And the next thing you got to understand is God has given you authority. He has given you right to carry this message. He has given you that authority that wherever you carry that message, it's going to be some power behind the message that you're carrying. Now, he's not going to give you a message to carry that you are not aware of yourself. This is why the disciples had to be with Jesus for what? Three years. They had to be taught well. Why? They became disciples. They became apostles. Then they went out and then they made other disciples. Then those disciples, either they were deacons, either they were pastors, elders, bishops. By the way, pastor, elder, and bishop is the same thing. Ain't no bishop over um, an elder or over a pastor. It's the same thing. When you go into the word of God, you need to break it down and understand what the word of God is saying. They use it interchangeably, but it does not mean that a bishop, some places have bishop, they have pastor, they have elders. Elder is a pastor. A pastor is a shepherd. A pastor can be bishop, an overseer. But we put bishop so far up there that we feel like when a bishop come in the house, all hell for Bishop Tulu. Is entering the house all hell. And then they have that big thing on their head and they have that big pole. Archbishop is coming in the house. Hell to Archbishop. Archbishop is in the house. All can be seated. That ain't God. That is not the pattern of God. You tell me in the Bible where did it tell you all hell for Archbishop? If it didn't say it, why are you doing it? Half of the stuff that we do is not in the word, but
but people have set it up as a doctrine. They made it traditions of men, and that's why the word of God have no effect. So when the true word come in the house, people looking at you like you're crazy, like you don't know what you're saying, like you don't know what you're doing. But I'm here to tell you deliverance is in the house. And it's time for people to get delivered from this false doctrine, this false teaching, and be true ambassadors for the kingdom of God. Nobody need license to be an ambassador. This is what you need to say. I'm an ambassador for Christ. All hail for ambassadors. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ambassadors are in the house. So every time you walk in the house, you need to say the ambassadors of Jesus Christ is in the house. All hail to Jesus for ambassadors. This don't make no sense, y'all. We are mixed up. But when we look at being an ambassador, another thing about an ambassador, they have authority to carry out the will of God without God even being here because he's already in them. So we look back in the Old Testament when God sent a word through Elijah. It was so awesome. He gave Elijah the message. Elijah carried it out and it happened just like Elijah said. Why? Because he was carrying the word of God. Some people say, oh, I wish I was Elijah. No, you don't because you got more in you than what Elijah had. Oh, I wish that I was Moses. No, you don't. Because Moses want to see the day now that you're seeing. Because Moses didn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit the way you have it. Elijah didn't have the indwelling. None of them have what you have now. So he carried out the word. And another thing with an ambassador, you got to know that when God speaks... This is why people honored the prophets back in the Old Testament because they were a mouthpiece for God. I'm here to tell you, quit waiting on a prophet. You are an ambassador for God. And you have a message of reconciliation to give the people. You can still go out and preach, proclaim the gospel without waiting on a prophet because the prophet's supposed to be training you in prophetical things. So if you are a prophet, that's when you operate as being a prophet. That's why you have the fivefold to train you, to equip you. It's for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come into the what? Knowledge of the son of God, the unity of the faith. That's the job of the fivefold. Do you know why we miss this? Because people don't want to hear truth. They want to go on what they want to go on. So now we know we have authority, y'all. We have authority from the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He let us know that the heavens and the heavens are who? Are God's. But the earth. He has given to the children of men. He has given you this earth to rule and reign upon this earth. How do we do it? By carrying the message that God has given us to carry. Next thing with an ambassador. I'm going to go here on this. An ambassador would never have lack. Do y'all believe that? Let me tell you why. When you are an ambassador, sit by God. Everything you need, God has already given it. I'm going to give you a scripture. This is one that God has given me. Go with me to Mark 10. And I want you to listen at this. And this is why our minds need to get renewed. And we need to quit begging God for stuff. When you recognize you an ambassador, you can quit begging. Matthew 10. This is what Matthew 10 says. Mark. I'm sorry. Mark 10. 
The word of God is so good. Matthew, Mark 10, verse 28. This is what Peter said. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, I say unto you. Now, Jesus is only speaking to those that believe it. There is no man that may woman or man that have left house, brethren, sister, father, mother, or wife, or children, or land for my sake and the gospel. But he shall receive a hundredfold. Now in this time, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, lands with persecution and in the world to come eternal life. Let me tell you what Jesus was talking about. There's nobody in this room that if you're working for him, if if you're an ambassador, a citizen of the kingdom, it's a lot of things that we give up for the kingdom. Understand this. Wherever God send you with the message, God already got somebody prepared to give you lodging. He already got somebody prepared to take care of every need wherever you go with this message. You don't have to be an evangelist. You don't have to be part of the fivefold. But when God send you somewhere with the message, you don't have to worry about your gas. You don't have to worry about your food. You don't have to try to gather money because if he's sending you, God already made a way. I'm going to give you an example. Second Kings, the fourth chapter. There was Elisha. And Elijah kept going by this uh, woman and man's house. And as he was going by their home, the woman said, I perceive that this is an anointed man of God. I'm paraphrasing. And she asked her husband, let's make him a room. So each time he comes here, he have somewhere to lay his head. Elisha didn't have to ask for that room. God touched her heart to make this man of God a room. So everywhere Elijah went, he had somewhere to lay his head. What am I telling you? God is not going to send you anywhere without provision. That's not how his kingdom works. So this is why Jesus said foxes have holes. Um, Is that right? Birds of the air have nests, but the son of what? Have nowhere to lay his head. But guess what Jesus knew? Everywhere Jesus went, he had lodging. He maybe didn't have a permanent place, but everywhere he went to take the message of the kingdom, I'm going to give you an example. Y'all remember Zacchaeus? He was up in the tree. Short little man, but he wanted to hear the word of God. He pressed in. Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down. He said, I need to go to your house because salvation have come to your house. Jesus went to his house. He had lodging in Zacchaeus' house. So we'll, we'll go back and look at Abraham. Abraham, he left his house. To do what God told him to do. And everywhere that Abraham went, Abraham prospered. Abraham had more than enough. We act like that when God tell us to do something, we ready to do something, to get something. But when God tell you to do something, he already made a way to get it done. Now, sometime in doing it, God said you have not because you ask not. But God will prepare the people's heart that you're getting ready to ask because he didn't open up their hearts because you and an ambassador, you sent with the word from the king. So you're not going to lose anything. How do you get brothers and sisters? Because everywhere you go, there's brothers and sisters in Christ. Everywhere you go, everywhere the soles of your feet shall tread, you shall possess land. 
See, God ain't going to send you out empty. Let's go to Matthew 10. Ask your neighbor, say, have you been in the word lately? Listen at Matthew 10. This is what Jesus told them to go out and do. In Matthew 10, verse 7. It said, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of God is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor scrip for your journey, neither two coats, shoes, staves, for the workman is worthy, y'all hear this, of his meat. And in whatever city or town you shall enter, inquire in it, Who's worthy and there abide till you go fence. And when you come into a house, isn't that something? Salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. They would always have a place to go. They didn't have to worry about what they shall eat, what they shall drink, how they shall be clothed. Because God always make a way for his kingdom citizens. He's not going to send you with the word without provision. And this is what God is telling you today. If we're going to do what God has called us to do, we need to quit worrying about how we're going to get this or how we're going to get that. That should not be even in our vocabulary. Because God already have a way for us. He made the way. You are ambassadors of God. So he's going to take care of his ambassadors. Only thing God wants us to do is take care of what he has sent us to do. This is why you have to get into the word, spend time with your father, so you will know what your father would have for you to do at that particular time. You need to hear him, and you need to do what he's saying to do, so they know that his kingdom have come to their house. Everything we need, y'all, we already got it. And this is what upsets me so much. You have resurrection power on the inside of you. And people right around you are dying daily. You say you're full of the word. But if you're full of the word, the same thing you're full of need to be delivered. God ain't going to have you to be full of something. And it ain't for you. He wants you to empty it out. And as you empty out, you got to pour back in. As you empty out, you pour back in and you go out and you deliver what God is telling you to deliver. And guess what? All of us supposed to have the same message. It's the message of the kingdom. We're supposed to let people know what Jesus have done on our behalf. Jesus is the one, y'all, that reconciled us unto God. It was nothing we had to do but accept the ministry of reconciliation. And that's all people have to do is accept the ministry of reconciliation. Go with me to Romans 16.1. And in order to do that, no, I don't want to go to 16.1. I want to go to Romans, the first chapter. Romans, the first chapter. I want you to listen at Paul. Paul said this, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what a servant is. A servant is one who gives himself up wholly to another's will. That's why Paul said a servant of Jesus Christ, a servant of Jehovah is salvation, a servant of the anointed one. Paul had to make it clear. I am a servant of Jesus Christ. I have given up my will for another. How can you say you a servant of him and you ain't given you up yet? 
You ain't giving up what you want to do yet. He didn't even go into what he was appointed to do until he let them know, I am a servant of Jesus Christ. You got to become a servant of Jesus Christ. Saying it ain't what I want to do, it's what he would have for me to do. It ain't what I want to do, go shopping today. God, that's what I want to do. But God, I'm asking you even before I leave my house, not my will today, but let your will be done. I'm a servant of you. I'm here to carry out your will. Now, we know that all of us are sons and daughters. People say we're no longer servants. Servant mean I'm out to do your will. I'm out to do what you would have me to do on today. This is why, y'all, I'm going to tell you the honest, I'm going to tell you the truth, the gospel truth. I cannot leave my home before I contact heaven. I met someone uh, yesterday And they were telling me, I see your husband all the time, but I don't see you. You must be staying in the house because it's cold. I said, no, I stay in the house with Jesus. I ain't got no reason to be all over the place. That's why people, when they see me drive, oh, Lord, I better get off the road. Apostle's driving. Because I just don't have no reason to come out the house. Y'all may see my husband driving everything that we have. I just sit there in the office. Oh, y'all just don't understand where I am. It don't matter to me about parading all over the place. Oh, thank you, God, for setting me up with people that can go get what I need and bring it to my house and I don't have to leave. Because the only thing I want to do is just sit there, take in his word, crying out to God for his people and saying, oh, God, allow people to see God, what you will have them to see. Allow them to hear what you will have them to hear. God, allow them to turn away. Send your labors out today. So, God, that people can be healed, delivered. I say, God, the lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear, miracles in the working. I'm just crying out to God and saying, God, what's wrong with your people? And before I know it, it's 3, 4 o'clock in the evening, and I still hadn't had enough of God. My heart is still turned towards God. Sometimes I don't even want to answer the phone. Sometimes I'm sitting there saying, Jesus, my daughter calling me. Mama, what you do? Girl, you know what I'm doing. Did I bother you, Mama? No, baby, I talked to you. I said, call your daddy. Call me back later. She hear that all the time. Why? Because when I get in a place with God, I want to stay in that place. I want to have my mind so saturated with him that when people call me, I can tell them about him and not about me. When people talk so much about them, he's not in it. God wants you to be saturated in him. He wants you to be so in tune with him. Nobody don't have to keep telling you to get in your word. Nobody don't have to keep telling you this, that, or the other, or reminding you, you know. And people get mad at the ones that's saturated. The ones that's living a holy life. Not trying to do it, but they know that they're already holy, and their life is reflecting who they are now that they are part of the kingdom of God. People get mad when you tell them the truth. You know why? Because they don't want to change. But when you're an ambassador for the kingdom, your mind is so much on him. You ain't worrying about what people think. 
And God said, right in this room, people's minds are so out of tone with God that when somebody says something, it weighs them down to the point that they don't even hear God. Because you're still making it a part of you. It ain't about you. If you want to stand up for him, you're going to have to know you're going to go through persecution. You're going to go through your own family turning their back on you. You're going to go through even your husband or your wife not liking you no more. Because you're not doing what they do. But you should still stand. Doing all you should stand what? For kingdom. Because you're out to deliver a message for the kingdom. And God said everything you need to deliver the message. God said I have already provided it. So your mind should not be on what I'm going to eat. What I'm going to drink. Or how I'm going to be clothed. My daddy was telling me the other day my grandfather. He stood on nothing but the word. People saw him coming. Y'all, they shut the door in his face. Even family, uh-oh, here he come. Pull the blinds. He's going to stay over here forever and a day. Right, Phyllis? Nobody wanted to see Reverend Walker coming because they knew when he came, he came with nothing but a message from God. That's all he talked about was God. He may hold a little conversation, but then he going right in with what the word said. And by the time, time granddaddy got finished, you believed it. You knew you can make it, even in your mess. I can ma- Thank you, Jesus. Granddaddy, I'll take that. Because he just bought nothing but life in your house. So daddy said one day his car broke down. And when his car broke down, they said the alternator for it was $450. Granddaddy said, oh, well, he wasn't worried about it. Granddaddy went on about his business. Daddy said they went to the feed mill and granddaddy come out and he talking to my daddy and my uncle and just carrying on. And two ladies pulled up and said, Reverend Walker, we've been looking for you. He said, oh, okay. So she took and put money in his pocket. Granddaddy went on home, wasn't thinking about the money. Granddaddy got home, said, let me see what she put in my pocket. It was $500. Y'all, I'm going to tell you something. I'm excited about the kingdom. I'm excited about who I am now that I'm in him because he done brought me too far for me to go back now. See, when you taste and see how good he is, the Bible say, blessed, happy is the man who trusts him because they have tasted and they have seen how good he is. If you have not tasted him, you're missing his goodness. You're missing his loving kindness. You're missing everything he had because you still look into you to get what you want. Come on, when you taste and see how good he is, come on, the church should fill up. The chair should be full of nothing but people that you have told about him. Y'all, come on, we got a problem. People don't tell nobody nothing because they ain't about nothing. What, what am I saying? You ain't about him. When you about him and you about his word, that's all you're going to talk about. You only have to say miracle temple. Don't even say miracle temple. But when you begin to speak about his word and you begin to tell people what you're learning through the word, they want to follow you. The Bible says, follow me as I follow Christ. Who want to follow you when you're still talking worldly minded stuff? You're scared to talk to people because you're scared you're going to run them off. Well, I can't say that to them. They might not come back. And God will replace them. If you're going to be an ambassador for him, you got to let go of your way of doing, your way of thinking, your way of being. 
You got to say, God, for you I live, for you I die. My life is no longer my own. But the first step in being an ambassador is to be taught. And come on, here go to scripture, 1 John 2. I don't need nobody to teach me. I have an anointing on the inside of me that will teach me all things. See, you got that crooked. Yes, the Holy Spirit, he teaches you. But God gives you a place to go to be trained so you can be raised up as a disciple, so you can go out with that great commission. Yes, you need to come into fellowship. This is why people are so in disagreement in the house of God. Because people are not coming in to get the same teaching. When you don't get what everybody else is getting, you don't think it's needed no more. When you become so addicted to you and the way you do things and you think it's working, you don't think you need to come into the house of God to get what God has given you through his people. But this is why the disciples, they come together. They came together. This is why they set up different places. Some of them didn't have um, places like we have today. And this is why you've seen them so spread it out was 3,000, 5,000. They even had it in their homes because they didn't have a building like this. Sometimes they would go in the synagogue. But go through the Bible and see how Paul visited these different places that were set up. All of them were supposedly to be on one accord. But when Paul found out that they were not on one accord, Paul went in there as that apostle and he brought correction to that house to make sure it was set up the way God would have for it to be set up. So y'all are ambassadors of Jesus Christ and it's time to represent him and not yourself. Y'all today, this service is about dying to you. It's about seriously letting go of you. Come on, people act like they're too pretty. They let go of themselves. They act like they're all this and all that, but you're nothing without him. And you cannot even serve him and serve him well until you're willing to deny yourself. Let me tell you something. God will even use you outside of you. I want y'all to understand this. This is the last thing I want to tell you. Even though you're going through something in your life and your heart is right before him, God can still use you. Even while you're going through. Let me tell you, he will still use you because he hear your heart cry. But a person that's doing their mess and don't care about nobody but themselves and want to be seen, God ain't going to use you. Because see, you're representing him and he's not going to put you in front of people and people know the outside life you live in. God don't operate like that. God has sent people to you to tell you what you need to do according to the word of God. God will build you back up in the things of God, but God is not going to have isms and schisms in the body of Christ. In that case, we might as well let the world come in here and dance, do everything they want to do. Y'all, things are so messed up. Out here in the world, they think that I can be lukewarm and continually serve God. They think I can party, I can drink, I can smoke, I can do whatever I want to do, and he still loves me, and I can still go in the house of God and sing before him, and everybody get wild. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Ain't nobody going to disrespect my God. Because God will call you out. And he don't have to call you out in front of people, but he'll call you to the side and say, you got to sit down because you disrespecting him.
you got to sit down. You need counsel because you ain't ready to change. God know those whose heart are turned towards him, who are crying out to him and say, God, I don't want to be this way. God, I want to be the way you have created me to be. God, I am a new creation. And, and this is why Paul said he don't know no man by the flesh. You should not know your Christian brothers and sisters by the flesh. You should know them by who they are in Christ. What am I saying? Let's say as Calvin is out there and he's doing something he don't supposed to be doing. I'm going to see Calvin for who he is in Christ. I'm not going to see Calvin for what he's doing, but I'm going to go to Calvin and remind him. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Kevin, you are new in your spirit. And in order for you to pull from your spirit, you got to renew your mind. And as you renew your mind, you will walk in the newness of life and your body will follow. But until that's done, you're going to live like you're not saved. You're going to think that you're okay. See, this is why people are living any kind of way. Because they get saved and they stop right there. You need to be taught. You need to be raised up in the things of God. Y'all, it is not too late. If we're going to represent him, let's represent him well. Quit worrying about how people perceive you. Quit worrying about what people are saying about you. Guess what? You're in the world, but you're not of the world. So you don't do what the world does. We are ambassadors. We are representatives for the kingdom of God. And y'all, that's how we should be living. We shouldn't be complaining. We shouldn't be murmuring because when we know who we serve, we're not worrying about if the light bill is due. God, I thank you. My light bill is already paid even before I got the money in my hand because, God, I'm doing a work for the kingdom and I ain't got time to worry about no lights. God, I'm going to give you glory right in the situation that I'm in. And, y'all, that's how we live. You don't live based on your money. You live based on the kingdom because I don't know about y'all. But money these days, you see it and it's gone. It takes legs and run off from you. Y'all, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. It takes legs. And I, I'm telling you, honest God, truth. With, with us traveling back and forth, going to UNC, that money be taking legs and running off. And quick as it run off, it run back in. You know why? Because I'm doing a work for the Lord. Y'all got to understand that even when money get low, I give God glory. Why? Because I say, God, you the one that sustains me. God, you the one that takes care of me. God, I don't take care of myself. You are my father. And I give you glory that I have everything that I need because I'm working for the kingdom. Y'all, it's been 18 years. And I haven't missed anything yet. So I believe if I'm telling you this, I'm telling you through experience, not telling you just to be telling you. Whatever I tell you, I'm living it. Whatever you see, it ain't because of us. It's because of him. Because we're here to do his will, oh Lord. And now I want to be honest. You don't find too many people locally that's going to give up a job and carry a con congregation and give up everything. Who does that? Because if I look to people, y'all, instead of looking to him, God used people. Yes, he does. Even when some other people don't want to do, God always have a ram in the bush. God is not going to let you go lacking. So you cannot look to people. Everybody's heart is not where it needs to be for the kingdom. And you know why? Because they're not in the word. 
You can't make them get in the word. You can't change them. Everybody's not going to be like you. You do what God tells you to do, and God will take care of the rest. You can't make no. If they want to give a dollar, hey, take the dollar. But we're going to teach them that you are kingdom citizens. You don't have to live just on the dollar. Because God will show you how to get increased. When you faithful over little, he'll make you rule over much. But when you holding on to your little, God said, I cannot bring in much because you trust in little more than you trust in me. He's the great I am that I am. God has already made a way, y'all. Let's walk in the way that he's made. And I'm going to tell you why I'm preaching this message. I feel like I got people that's, um, how can I put it? That don't understand what I'm saying. Because your mind is made up. You already made up your mind what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. And your heart has become hard. The word is coming in, but it ain't penetrating. Because it's bouncing off of you because you don't build up a wall in you to say, this is how I live and this is how I'm going to continually live. It's coming a time in your life, everybody life in this room. That man won't be able to help you unless it's through the word. If you look around now, it is things going on around us that if we don't put our trust in God, we will not make it. We will not make it. It is things coming upon the land. Your money won't be able to save you. So if you got all that money in the bank, don't look to that money. You better look to God. Look to the hills because, y'all, it is things happening. It is diseases coming upon the land. Doctors don't know how to fix it. They are puzzled, don't know what to call it, giving it any name for you to accept the name. I'm telling you, it is so much that's happening in the earth today that people are crying out. They're trying everything they can try, but they're saying it's not working. The word never fails. The word always works. Miracle Temple, I beg you. I plead with you, quit playing. Quit acting like someone that you're not. Quit just going in the word when you feel like you need to get in the word because something is troubling you. You should have been in the word before trouble came. That way when trouble came, you're going to turn back to where you've been. You're trying to get something that's not instilled in you and it don't last. Then you go to something else to get a quick fix. You put a band-aid over it, but it ain't healing, y'all. It's become infected and it's running through your house because whatever you do is going to affect your whole house. It ain't you that you're hurting. It's your whole house. So God is saying the word is your cure today. My son, pay attention to my word. Incline your ear into my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them, keep them, guard them in the midst of your heart. For they're what? Life unto all those that find them and health to all flesh. The word is your medicine. It will heal. It will cure anything that you're going through. But I'm feeling in my spirit, you don't want to let go. Because you feel like I'm giving up something that's helping me. No, you're not. God said, let it go. It ain't doing you no good. He said, you need to let it go. The day is a day of letting go, y'all. If you're going to be real for him, be real for him. And I hear this, quit running your mouth. Everywhere you go, you run in your mouth. 
And sooner or later, people ain't going to want you amongst them. Because you're telling somebody about this, you're telling somebody about that, but you're sitting in the midst of it. Why are you here? I'll say this. If you don't like what I do or how I say it, why are you here? And if you want to be mad at somebody, look up. Because I don't go outside of him. So you ain't mad at me. You mad at him. And if you were in your word, you know I'm in, in alignment with him. And that I ain't doing nothing outside of him that's why you keep your opinions to yourself you letting the enemy use you but you digging a hole for yourself and you're falling in it not me because i'm gonna keep on doing what god tell me to do because i'm an ambassador for the kingdom and i only deliver what he have for me to deliver if the world hated him they already hate me and it's okay because I represent him. If you don't have no haters, go check yourself. If you don't have no enemies, see, y'all don't want no enemies. Y'all ain't about his business. Because as long as you're about his business, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be talked about. You, but, but what we do when we're persecuted and talked about, guess what? If I have offended you, forgive me. I, don't forgive me for the message. But if there's a problem between me and you, and maybe I'm not aware of that, forgive me. Even though I know I haven't done anything. Not dealing with the word, y'all, but dealing with any art. We do what the word tells us to do, and we move on. We are ambassadors, y'all, of Christ. And I'm telling y'all, my heart is crying out. It's crying out, Miracle Temple, for you. Because we're off track. And we need to get back on track. You're running backwards and don't know where you're going. Don't know where you're headed because you're trying to do things yourself and you're not letting the spirit of the living God use you to do it. That's why you're so tired because flesh is in operation. Get out of flesh and get in the spirit. And as you do, it will be easy and quit. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. It's time, y'all, to line up. With what the word is saying and not how you feel. Let's be amba ambassadors for Christ. For real. Amen. God loves you. He loves all of us. And he wants us to represent him well. He wants to manifest himself. Amen. So let him manifest himself. Daughter back there in the back. With the black dress on. I know you got your, you got your child in your lap. Hallelujah. 